What's going on, guys? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Hamilton Train Podcast. Welcome to the show. If you're new here, my name is Jared Hamilton. It is a very nice uh, day to have you in the podcast house today. Um, if you're new here, welcome. If you're a podcast vet and you've been here since day one, I really appreciate you as well. Now, uh, I've told you, it's literally taken me like three times to record the, the intro to this because uh, I keep sneezing or burping or Something keeps happening, but we're just going to go with it. So today's episode, we have uh, we have a very cool guest on. So I have one of my tribe members I wanted to get on here. Her name is Helena. So if you, uh, for those of you that's in the tribe listening, uh, it's your girl Helena on here, <laughs> getting ready to talk here in a second. But um, if you guys don't know what the tribe is, it's basically, I'll leave a link below if you want to really check it out. But I, it's basically my member only community where I basically coach and lead everyone as a whole who are really trying to level up their lives and really take their fitness and fat loss to the next level. Because I'm, I wanted to have uh, a spot where I could have just an amazing culture of people that I lead and help. Um, that's a very great place for your mental health, for your physical health, for just you're not where you're not alone in this, right? How many times do you feel like, you know, you're getting into this fitness and fat loss game and either half the people you talk to, they, they don't want, want anything to do with the goals that you have and you're the weird one, or you almost feel like you're the only one out there who's has the goals that you have and want to level up your life. And, and then you almost feel bad for achieving your goals because the people you're around aren't like-minded and have the same goals. Um, the, I know in my life, having a positive community of people that around me helped me level up tremendously. So that's why I started the tribe originally. Um, to have that, to help be able to help people where anyone can be a part of this amazing community. Um, and not just be around people who will help them level up, but also be around winners, which will make you naturally win. But then also a place that you can, you know, be vulnerable in and with people who just want your, have your best interest at heart. So that's what the tribe is. Now, what I wanted to do with Helena though, Helena has been just fucking crushing it. Helena has an amazing story. Um, and one of the things that I talk, we talk about it here in a minute, that I love most about Helena is, uh, number one, she's fought to get where she's at right now. It has not been an easy road for her. Um, she's overcome a lot and I'm super proud of her for that, but not just that, but she's also been able to look at her own situation very like, uh, outside of herself. You know, how many times do we get into this thing? And then like emotions go nuts where it's like, maybe we make bad decisions based on emotion. And she has this thing where she's able to just like step away and be like, wait, is this logical? Does this make sense? Because I wanted to show you someone firsthand who's crushing it and you hear their story, but also how to go about this thing from their point of view, not just mine. Because to be totally honest, when I tell people they can do something or when I tell people, hey, here's how to do X, Y, and Z, it has the same effect that your mom has when she says you look nice. It's like, mom, you're supposed to say that. You're like, Jerry, you're supposed to tell me that. But I wanted to have Helena come on here and tell her story about all she's had to overcome coming from a place of you know, feeling like she had to diet at a super young age. Um, like I want to say, if I remember right, I think she said she was like started at 10 years old. Like, so a lot of disordered stuff when she was young to, um, really bad, you know, eating habits, like hiding food in trash cans and wrappers and hiding wrappers and all this not so great stuff to now she's lost 20 pounds. She's eating more than she ever has while having lost official 20 pounds. Um, but have, has also done it in a way that is so sustainable where she'll be able to keep her results for literally the rest of her life. But now she's actually in a phase where she's getting ready to add calories back and eat, eat more without gaining fat. So I just want to show you this because she's literally like the perfect picture of what most people want to do. Most people, it would change their life to lose 20 pounds, right? We all talk about having these insane body transformations and these insane things that happen to us, but so many people just want to lose 20 pounds and they don't know how, or they'll lose it and they don't know how to keep it off or then they, or they lose it and they feel like they're starving themselves. So Helena has done 
everything that you want to do. So that's why I want to get her on. You can hear her story, hear kind of how she went about this and whatnot. So I really hope you enjoy this episode. Um, you'll want to listen to the whole thing. It's a full length episode and uh, yeah, enjoy. I'll get Helena on the phone. Yo. Hello. What's good? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Beautifully. Perfect. What's up, girl? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm splendid. I appreciate you doing this. I know it's kind of weird, but I appreciate you doing this. <laughs> well, no, it was like totally unexpected. I was like, really? You want me on a podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like the last thing that I think I'd ever be doing, but I mean, I'm flattered. That's pretty cool. So thank you. It. No, absolutely. <laughs> well, and that's, here's, here's the thing is <clears throat> with, especially with like all that you've overcome and with how much you're just like blatantly, cr- <laughs> blatantly crushing it right now uh i think just us talking about it and just having a conversation about it uh will help a lot of people especially other people and girls that are in your shoes or in the shoes you used to be in you know what i mean i think because like me telling someone they can do something like is like you know it's like my mom telling me i look nice i'm like it's like (laughs) mom you're gonna say that if i had a thumb growing out my forehead like but but when it's someone else that's like just like them in the same situation or in a crazier situation it 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 makes it all way more uh digestible and believable you know so i think it'll help a lot of people yeah no for sure um yeah so so before we get into all this stuff just because we're already recording and all that good stuff so just forget it's recording though (laughs) like and and i'll give a uh uh, a little bit of an intro, before, you know, like I'll ha- I have that already recorded and stuff. Um, but just kind of give an idea of like, talk about who you are, your story, and just kind of a little bit of, you know, prior to all of this dieting stuff, kind of where you came from. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so I am 26. I'm from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Um, so Right now, I've lost about 22-ish pounds um, since beginning of 2019 is when I really started Mm -hmm. to um, really take things seriously. Um, But, like, I started the whole dieting thing back in 2015 is when I really started to be like, "Eh, I should probably do something about this extra baby weight that's apparently not baby weight anymore um yeah so growing up I was never really like overweight like overtly overweight but I was still always the the fat friend um and that was basically just because all of my friends were like crazy skinny um so I felt super overweight when really I only had a couple extra pounds um but I definitely struggled a lot growing up with um binge eating um and that never really came to light until I would say yeah like a year or two ago when I really started to think about it being like where did this all come from um so like my earliest memory was when I was like 10 years old and my mom would come home with um, like boxes and boxes of granola bars from Costco. She would buy them in bulk and these granola bars were strictly for lunches only. Like me and my brother, we could only pack 
one a day in our lunch and the rest were off limits. We couldn't have them at home or anything like that. And I think it was coming from a good place. Like for her, it was like, this is a treat that you can have at school, but at home you need to have fruit or something that you can prepare, right? Um, but in my mind, I think that definitely just all of a sudden brought in the idea of like restricted foods. Sure. Um, and so tell a kid to not eat anything. And of course that's all you wanna do. So what I would do, she would keep all of the extra boxes of granola bars down in our basement storage room and keep one open in our kitchen. So I couldn't take from the open one because she would notice. So I would go downstairs and literally take an entire box because one box missing from 10 boxes is not as noticeable as like one missing from the right. box upstairs. <laughs> so I would take an entire box of granola bars and eat them all in one sitting and then I would hide the wrappers I would stuff them in the couch cushions and then I would wait until my parents were gone and like go into the kitchen garbage take garbage out of the garbage to put the wrappers at the very bottoms and then put the original garbage back on top like I was hiding this all the time and this happened for years there was so much guilt around, you know, eating things that I shouldn't be. Um, and it just kind of snowballed from there. I mean, once I got my license, then that introduced drive throughs And, you know, now I have a safe spot that I can eat all of my food in, like my vehicle and everything. And so for a while, like my, my metabolism was fine and I didn't really notice. But then once, you know, I started getting into high school and then, university it really started to kind of eh, I'm looking a little too soft for my liking um but like I said I was never really overweight to the point where like I was having health problems it was more so like an aesthetic thing like you know it'd be nice to look better in a bikini or whatever like I was skinny fat right so that's kind of where I was at at about 2015 um is when I really started to um look into health and fitness and everything um and like at that point I think I went way too far in way too quick and I basically was like eating training and talking like a bodybuilder at that point sure. <laughs> where it was just like you know specific fat and carb ratios were super important and I always had to hit my macros and if I was one macro or one gram of carbs over for the day like that whole day was shot kind of thing um and so it it was weird like it went from you know not giving a shit about what what I ate or what I did for exercise to all of a sudden everything mattered and everything was weighed to the gram and it was just very unhealthy total 180 right yeah and so I would cycle back and forth between those two mentalities of you know I don't give a shit to oh god I gotta do something I better do it perfect and then screw up and then be like I don't care <laughs> and then just over and over um yeah sorry go ahead no no that's that's so good I, I really think there's a lot of people that's listening to this that are just like nodding their heads right now because like 
I, I think you hit, I think you hit so many nails on the head with that. Like so many people struggle with their, um, their, their issues around food from like that age, from like starting at like 10 years old, 12 years old, 13 years old. And then everyone's like in their twenties still struggling with stuff from their childhood. You know what I mean? Totally. And the thing is like, it was never coming from a bad place. Like my mom is amazing and she just, you know, they were treats, you know, like we need to keep them as treats, but I don't know. Kids are very impressionable at that age and they can kind of misinterpret things or create new meanings to things that shouldn't have happened. And so you know, for me, that was, oh, well, some stuff is off limits. And now I really want it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so then um, after about two years of going back and forth between super crazy diet or two, I don't care at all. Um, I took a full break um, in 2018 for a full year. And I like just fell off the wagon completely um I was in school and it was really challenging and stressful and like my health just didn't really take a priority at that point um and then yeah beginning of 2019 is when I really started to be like okay I need to do something about it but I can't go back to that crazy cycle and I need to find something that's actually sustainable um and that was around the time where I started following like accounts like yours on Instagram and like I knew what to do it was just a matter of actually doing it um and yeah so ever since then for about a year and a half ish I've been fairly consistent and I've lost like I said I've lost about 20 22 pounds ish um it's been very very slow and I've definitely have to flex my patient's muscle quite a bit but I mean I don't have a whole lot to lose right like I'm I'm five one, and my heaviest was 138 mm-hmm. so like I said before I didn't really have a whole lot to lose um and so I think the biggest part of it for me was the mental side of it um and especially like being in the tribe, it's like there's there's people who have to lose, a, uh, you know, more weight than I do. Um, and so seeing them lose um, crazy amounts of weight and making crazy progress. And then here here I am celebrating my like 0.25 pounds down in a month win. it's like it was very it was very difficult. But um, I knew the only way that I would fail is if I just stopped altogether. So yeah. that's well, kind of what kept me going. <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing is where like, no matter, and this is, this is why I like the way I talk to people about this stuff. It's one of those things where like the amount you have to lose, like I don't want to say is irrelevant, but like how you lose three pounds of fat is the exact same is how you lose, you know, three or like a hundred pounds of fat is you just, it's like one, one pound at a time. Right. Like, that's the thing is that's why it's so important to celebrate like hey I'm down three pounds I'm down five pounds hey I'm down my first 10 pounds because you losing 10 pounds is the same as someone that weighs 400 pounds losing 10 pounds because we all lose weight you know we all lose fat the same way you know what I mean but that's that's the other thing with this is why I think your story is so relatable to people is I guarantee you there's people on the other end of this call or not call this uh this audio going man if I could just lose 
20 pounds. Like, because that was a game changer for you, right? Like you're, you're 20 pounds. Like that's a big deal. Like your, your entire physique, your entire um, headspace around food and exercise is totally different. And your whole confidence is different after losing just 20 pounds. Right. Totally. Yeah. And I think too, just reminding yourself that, you know, you do deserve the body that you want and you do deserve to lose however little amount of weight that you want like for me I always felt not ashamed but just like I guess not not worthy of celebrating my like five pound loss because it's like well it's just five pounds like whoop-de-doo but you know my five pounds to me could be like a 50 pound loss to someone else right like it's it's all relevant to the person and so I think just kind of getting over the whole like you know it it's a win is still a win basically no I love that I want to stay on that for a second why why do you think coming from like dealing with this firsthand why do you think people are in that position a lot of people feel like that they feel like they're not worthy of the goals that they want and they're not worthy of looking good and feeling good and not suffering. Why, why do you think that is? I don't know. I think it could be like a, like a security blanket kind of thing, right? Like for me, I know like I've, I've been kind of up and down in this limbo weight of not really having the body that I want, but still looking okay um, for years. And I think you just get comfortable in that state of like, well, I look okay. I look fine. Like I shouldn't be complaining because I could, you know, be heavier. So I'm not. So that's, that's a plus. And they kind of justify that and stay with that. Um, And I don't know, maybe it comes from fear of like, well, what's life going to be like when I actually do look the way that I really, really want, or, you know, I know for me, the fear of like, what if I get there and then it's not sustainable enough, then what? Like, I don't even want to deal with that pain of like, I finally get my body that I've always wanted and then realize, crap, like I can't, I can't maintain this and then regain that weight. So that was, that was the, the struggle for me. So I think um, just for me, trying to figure out a way to do it sustainable, sustainably and slow enough to the point where like when I do get to where I want to be, it's, it takes as little effort as possible right. to, to stay there. So, yeah. For you, did you, did you sense any part of like, like little voice on your shoulder kind of uh, you felt like you were, you should settle like a lot of like with what you just said, where it's like, well, what if I get there and I don't, it doesn't work. Or what if I get there and I don't like it? Or what if this, all these, these scenarios, but do you think part of it is just like the temptation to settle? Like, Oh, I'm good enough the way I am, or oh, I should be happy. Do you think there's a level of that in there somewhere? Oh, all the time, all the time. And it, yeah, especially like for someone who doesn't have a, a lot to lose anyway, Like I would come to work with my, um, with my lunch and like, it would be a pretty balanced lunch and people would be like, oh, you're eating so healthy. You know, you don't have to, like, you're so skinny, blah, blah, blah. And then like, even just those outside, um, 
pressures as well was hard to deal with because it's like well yeah like other people see me as you know a fit person already like maybe I should too um but I think too life is this is super cheesy but I mean life isn't really worth it if you don't push yourself and and you know make yourself uncomfortable and do hard things and um you know Jordan Syatt talks about willful suffering and that's mm-hmm. that's something that I I've really latched on to is like do things that are hard um to you know increase the confidence in yourself to be able to do hard things and then to see like what the outcome could be because yeah like I don't I don't know like yeah I guess I no no I love that <laughs> yeah well, it, I don't know if that makes sense no but, it, like... it absolutely does it's it's uh Jordan's a good friend of mine and he's he hit the nail on the head on that whole piece of content talking about willful suffering or uh there's another gentleman I learned from his name's Jocko Willink he's like he's this massive uh name in the leadership space. And he talks about, uh, he has a phrase that he says, discipline equals freedom. And it's, it's one of those things where if, uh, if you're not disciplined and if you don't, if you, if there's, there's the, the art to showing up and doing stuff you don't want to do. And if you make it part of your day to do something that you don't want to do, but you're literally doing it for the sake of keeping a promise to yourself, life gets a hell of a lot easier and better. It's, it's like, like, um, I actually got out of the habit of doing it and I'm going to start back um, actually, like I, I used to take cold showers, like five minutes cold showers every day. <laughs> You're a brave man. <laughs> because they are hell. If you've never taken a cold, stood in the shower on as cold as it goes for five minutes, it's it's like the longest five minutes of your life. Like you think a plank for five minutes is long? Like try standing <laughs> in a cold shower. But um, after like, I did it for about a month. Like after about my first month of doing a cold shower every single day, I literally yeah. felt like, I could go like take on the world, not because like there's anything magical about cold showers, but after 30 days of saying, I'm literally going to suffer because I, I, I need to be able to handle something I don't like the amount of freedom and the amount of, amount of happiness that goes with that is, is everything. And that's truly, you can't separate I did a whole podcast on this. You can't separate discipline from happiness. Because a lot of, if you, if, if someone's ever not happy, it's because their discipline went south. That's why discipline equals freedom and discipline equals happiness. But dis- discipline is only required when it's something you don't want to do. Totally. That's actually one of my favorite podcasts of yours. Oh, <laughs> not really? the, gonna the, lie. The, the, the like how to handle hard days or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Where you, yeah, totally. I always listen to that when I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. And <laughs> I'm like, you know what? Nope, Jared has uh, whipped me in the ass, so I'm going to do it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, let me ask you this, kind of switching gears a little bit. You, I know you mentioned you went from, like, being from a place of really struggling with your food and with some, like, you know, some would argue like a disordered pattern around eating and things like that. And But then now you're totally 180. You're, you're eating more calories than ever. You're enjoying foods, any food, you're not having guilt and deprivation and all this other stuff that used to be your reality. What made mm-hmm. the switch for you? Like, how did you go from, because uh, I know you mentioned you really started looking into this, you know, looking into more sustainable stuff, like getting into the tribe and absorbing different content around 2019. But like for you, where was the switch at? Um, I think 
actually, I do have <laughs> I do have a story about this. Um, what kind of switched for me? So I, you know, I really wanted to do something a bit more sustainable, like I said. So like at the beginning of that whole quote unquote sustainable journey, I was still kind of, you know, weighing out all of my food and I had everything tracked and everything and I was doing really well. And I thought I was being more sustainable at that point. But I was at work and a coworker had come by and I had my like little um, container of meticulously weighed almonds. <clears throat> and she came over and she just took an almond and popped one in her mouth like it was no big deal. And then, you know, continued talking to me and everything. And I just like it felt like someone died. Like she took one of the almonds that I weighed out and she took it from me. And now my whole day is shot. And like, I can't just go home and eat another almond because what if the almond that I eat at home weighed more than the almond she (laughs) ate and now I'm still over. And like, it was this whole thing that like, looking back, it just didn't matter. And all of these thoughts were racing in my head. And I'm like, I don't want (laughs) to, I don't want to live like this anymore. Like, I just don't. It's, it just, something clicked in me where it was like, this is so stupid. Like, I don't know I just and that's kind of that's kind of the the thought process that I go through now sure is like is like if I start to kind of freak out about something I I kind of tell myself okay how is this going to affect me today tomorrow next week and if I can't really like make up a reason for it to really be that big of a deal then I tell myself like it's fine. Just get back on track. You're going to be okay. That level of self-awareness is amazing. Like not a lot of people have that level of like thinking about their own, being able to like separate themselves from their own thoughts and think about what they think about. Like, is this logical? How's this going to set me up down the road? Is this good or bad? Like, that's amazing. Well, thank you. (laughs) Took years. (laughs) But yeah, no, it's like, and that's what people don't understand, don't realize, I guess, is, you know, fat loss is not just eating less and moving more. Like, yeah, that's the, that's pretty much the foundation of it. But there's so much mental struggle and mental hardship that happens and, and changes in mindset. And once that happens, then it's almost like the foundation under the foundation. Yeah. Like, and it's completely forgotten about Mm -hmm. in a lot of cases. And that's, that's really what changed for me and what allowed me to see as much progress as I have seen is just changing my mindset because everything else is so much easier if your mindset is where it needs to be. No, I love that. You ever talk to that girl, by the way? Be like, hey, you realize you eating my almond like I wanted to rip your face off. Like <laughs> she she actually makes fun of me all the time. <laughs> so like I'll be at work and like I have my my lunch. She's like, Hey Helena, can I uh can I <laughs> that? <laughs> or are you gonna do do you have your, your scale with you today? <laughs> like oh man love her you're like i will rip your face skin off yeah (laughs) (laughs) honestly that's awesome so 
No, that, that's, ama- that's amazing. A lot of people, it, which is why, like, it's the goal behind so much of my content and, you know, the way that I conduct everything in the tribe and, like, every, everything that I do is to help people make that 180 because, like, would you not say your life is in dramatically a different place now than it was back in 2015? Like, just your, your, your happiness and your clarity and your day-to-day? Oh, completely. Completely. And it's like, yeah, I'm not constantly thinking about food or my next meal or what I'm going to have or, you know, if there's enough protein in in what I'm eating or, you know, like I'll have a bagel if I want a bagel Mm -hmm. or, you know, I won't get, I'll get 9,000 steps today instead of 10,000. Like it's, it's okay. I love that. That, that, That's amazing. Now, let me ask you this. Getting, now, do you ever still struggle? Like, does this stuff ever, like, you, obviously you're on the other side of this, but do you ever have, like, a rough day where some of these old patterns try to creep back in? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I feel like they're always going to be there. Um, but I think I've just become mentally strong enough yeah. to kind of accept that. Um I've gotten pretty good at, you know, if I'm having a crappy day and I just want to say, screw it, I will allow myself that day. And I don't know if that's really helpful for everyone, but for me, it's, it's always going to be a part of me. And so for me to resist that completely, I feel like that would almost perpetuate into something much bigger and more detrimental down the road. So like you say, <clears throat> like you've always said, you know, kill a level three craving with a level three response. Mm-hmm. For me, these crappy days, like I need to deal with that with a response that's appropriate and but not take it too far. Right. And so I'm, I still allow myself to sit in that and to be like, okay, you know what? If I like, I want pizza for dinner and I don't want to work out later. And like, I do everything I can in the moment to kind of, you know, change my mind and hopefully not get to that point. But if I, if I'm really like, no, I just, I want a day off, I will on the condition that the very next day I will wake up, I will make my bed, I will read my daily meditation and I will just like kill the day. Just that and I only grace that you're giving yourself. I think a lot of people forget to do. Well, and like, I, I never used to, right? Like if I would restrict, 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 and when maybe I shouldn't have, and then I would feel like, yeah, I conquered that. Like, that's awesome. Look at me. Like I said no when I really wanted to say yes, but then, you know, two days, three days, two weeks down the line, and it turns into, like, a full-blown four-day binge of just, like, not giving a crap. Yeah, well, and that's why I asked if you ever still struggle, because I feel like a a big misconception a lot of people who've seen some success uh, run into is they, like, they've been doing so well, they haven't binged, or they've been doing so well, they've lost some weight, they've seen some success, but then these old old things that used to hold us back like poke at us a little bit and we feel like we did something wrong or we feel like um or we feel like oh maybe i maybe i'm I'm not doing as good as i thought but like 
But I think for people that are listening to hear that, like, oh, wait, she's on the other side, and this stuff still comes back and tries to mess with her sometime, and it's, it's okay. I, I think a lot of people forget that, that it's, it's okay and it's part of the game is these old paradigms will try to come back. Like, these old programs will try to come back, and even if we, like, have a little bit of a hiccup, like, it's okay, you know, as long as we get back in the groove of things, you know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. And like, like I said before, like you will never fail as long as you don't give up. I've, I've never understood and, why, to be honest with you, I've never understood why so many people are so uh, quick to throw in the towel. Like it's like, let's say somebody has been busting their ass for, let's say uh, a month and a half and they haven't seen the progress they wanted to see. And they just like, Oh, fuck it. Where it's like, that's like the one guaranteed thing we know is not going to lead us to a, a goal. Like giving it up and throwing in the towel is the number one way to, to not win. It's like, if you quit going to work, it's the one guaranteed way to know you're not going to get paid. Right. Totally. Yeah. And like, I've had that mentality too. So many times where I would just be like, well, I screwed up today. Might as well just not do anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, like it's crazy how we don't see the other side of that. Where it's like, no, if you give up, you literally will not get where you want to be. No, absolutely. So let me ask you this. What what, what um, suggestions or opinions do you have on, let's say, someone that's in your position or someone that is in the spot you were, you were in and they just, they're, they're having a hard time and they fuck up on their diet one day. Like, you know, a lot of people are super inclined to like starve themselves the next day, throw, throw up or go kill themselves with cardio like how, how do you get back on track honestly I just pretend like it didn't even happen and I feel like so many people say that and it's so much harder to do like it's so much easier said than done mm. to just like forgive yourself forget what happened and like I I don't even like saying forgive yourself because then that implies that like what you did was wrong. Right. So I guess just be mindful of like how you are talking to yourself after something like a binge happens. Like it's okay. Everybody quote unquote screws up. But yeah, like for me, um I like over the weekend I went out to eat and I enjoyed myself I didn't bring my scale to the (laughs) restaurant or anything like restaurants have just opened up last week so you know we had to go and yeah like I completely I enjoyed myself got ice cream after when I really probably didn't need it but the very next day I woke up and I yeah just ate like what I planned to eat that day I basically just enjoyed what happened the night before and carried on like it's it's that easy mm-hmm. and people I just I feel like so many people love to complicate it or focus on the small five percent of the whole picture when 95% of what you need to do is just the like get back on track yeah this is where like if someone wants to be sciencey about it where the law of averages literally works in our favor so much it's not even like 
it, it's, it's unreal how much the law of averages works in our favor. You know, that's why I try to tell people it's what you do the majority of the time that matters, not some of the time. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it, it's in the same way. There's, there's an extreme example I like to give a lot for those that are listening where it's like, if you were, and not that I suggest either of these, uh, if you were to like starve yourself for the next seven days and not eat a calorie at all, you would look the exact same in seven days. You would not look any different than you do right now. But then on the contrary, if you were to eat like a complete asshole for the next seven days with like the goal of self-sabotaging, you would look the exact same as you do right now in either extreme. In either extreme is a massive deficit or the other extreme is a massive surplus. But it still goes back to, to like what's consistent. You know what I mean? It's why people go on vacation to come back looking the exact same way. Or we go to grandma's house for Christmas and we come back and look the exact same. Or we do really good on our diet for a week and we in the next week we look the exact same. So that's why I think people forget that progress or regress of any kind shows up late to the party and there's so much more context that goes into this kind of thing totally no absolutely yeah one thing i'm i do now (laughs) this is this is how much of a mind mindset shift i've had so after a night like over the weekend where i go out to eat and i overeat and whatever feel like garbage and then uh, go to bed. I wake up the next morning. Sure enough, the scale has jumped. I weigh myself every mm-hmm. day. Um, and the scale spikes as I predict. Um, but now for me, it's, it's, I don't even get discouraged anymore. It's now like a fun game of like <laughs> how many days of being on track does it take for me to get back, get my weight back to where it was. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't do anything differently, but for me, it's like fun. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like, oh, my weight's up. Oh, that's fine. Like, I bet it'll take me three days this time or whatever. And I just like, I, I don't know, I make a game out of it. And yeah, like it doesn't, the spike in the scale doesn't bother me anymore. Like I, I justify all of it now. I know why and well, because, because know you know it's not fat. If it spikes three pounds, you know now it's not fat, right? Well, exactly. Yeah. So, and it's like, and I've only, I've tracked my weight consistently for the past, like since beginning of December. Um, so almost six months now. And like, there are obvious trends. Okay. Like it's, like I can predict what weight, what way my weight is going to go the next day and almost hopefully be be right like <laughs> but yeah like I'm yeah it's it's crazy to see like oh yeah yeah it's spiked today yeah I kind of figured oh yeah tomorrow it'll go down oh sure enough yeah and like it's it's comforting knowing that like it will fluctuate and as long as you are seeing like an overall downward trend, like the day-to-day does not matter really at all. So you said a couple of profound things. I'm not sure if you're aware or not. You said a couple of profound (laughs) things. Number one, you just said that the day-to-day fluctuations are totally normal and you expect it now. So first and foremost, you got your, your expectations are in a different place where a lot of people who are struggling or listening to this think that they have to lose weight every single day or if the, or if the scale bumps back up because of salt it's somehow three pounds of body fat stored on their forehead now. Like um, mm-hmm. it's, it's, yeah. but, but so first of all, you, 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 you literally said daily fluctuations 
it's not that not only are they not bad, but as in it's totally normal is the first thing. But then also, um, you said you can expect it and anticipate it, which means this is no longer a wondering, hoping, praying, I hope this works game. It's a data game. Because this is the cool part. Once somebody, just like you've experienced, once someone's truly doing their own due diligence and being really consistent and trusting the process, there's this, this game of fat loss is no longer uh, uncertain. It's quantifiable and it's predictable. It's like, if I throw my phone up into the air, I know gravity is going to smash it to the ground. Whereas you know, once you're consistent, you're like, this is just how the game goes. It's predictable. Where if I plant, you know, a flower in the ground, I bet within the next few days, it's going to start growing. You know what I mean? So once you've been consistent, now it's no longer a wondering, hoping, praying game. It's a, oh, I know what's going to happen now kind of game. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And consistent over months, not days or weeks, right? Like, and that, that was a big struggle for me too, is once I, when I started tracking my weight, it freaked me out a little bit because yeah, like I would see fluctuate fluctuations all the time, but it wasn't, I didn't have enough data points to see any sort of trend. So like when I started tracking daily my weigh-ins like at first like I I didn't want to keep going (laughs) I'm like this is this is stressing me out too much like I don't know and but yeah like after a month two months three months it's like okay yeah now I see that it is going down no I love that the other the other thing that you said that I don't know if you realize the chemical difference it made in your brain when you did it is that when you said you made this a game and it's kind of fun what, what what's interesting is from a, at a subconscious level, like a deep psychology level, the one thing every human has in common is um, everyone from Donald Trump to Mother Teresa to you to me, like every, every person in every walk of life is we all gravitate towards pleasure and we all avoid pain by all costs. And the issue is most people have their framework of pain and pleasure mixed up. Like if I said, hey, if you smash your hand with this hammer, I'll give you a million dollars. Are you thinking about the pain of the hammer or are you thinking about the pleasure of the million dollars? Like it's, it's some people would view that if I said smash your hand with this hammer, you would only think about the pain, right? You would only be like, oh, that hurts a lot. But I'm like, oh no, I'll make, I'll give you a million bucks if you just hit yourself with the hammer. You probably hit yourself with the hammer because the pleasure is what drives you and not the pain because you're, you're picking one to focus on. So where people go wrong mm-hmm. is they, they'll have something like a weigh-in or counting their calories or getting their workouts in or all the stuff they don't want as just pain. So they, from a subconscious level, want to avoid it. They're like, no, pain is bad. Pain is bad. But now you you literally took something that caused you in your head pain, the the scale, and you now associated it with pleasure. And then all of a sudden, everything after that kind of just came naturally. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, uh, but I've had to kind of, break away from that I'm trying to break away from that with um like weighing my food because that to me like I I still find it fun to like weigh food but I think now like I'm at a point where I need to start breaking away from that um because it is sort of I'm I'm very attached to um tracking my food and weighing it and everything like that so um that part of of weighing is a different story but I mean we all have struggles right oh absolutely (laughs) that's mine but 
Yeah. Oh, I love that. And the fact that you're like, I, I, I love that how just like open you're being about all this. Like you don't know the thousands of people that are listening to this and you're just like pouring it out and I love it. Right? And I appreciate <laughs> it. And I, I don't, and you have no idea how many people you're helping. Like I promise you, I'm going to get the most insane amount of messages after this. Like, oh my gosh, that, that Helena girl, like totally like changed the way I thought about this. Like, oh my God. So, um, oh, no, thank <laughs> you. Oh my God. <laughs> um, so let me ask you this then kind of moving, uh, t- kind of wrapping things up a little bit. What's, so what's the next, uh, what, what's the next goal for you now? I know right now we're, we're working on kind of a reverse diet. Um, so like what, what are, what are, what's your goals right now that you're working on? Yeah, so um, right now, like you said, um, doing that reverse diet, I kind of want to see where my maintenance is at. I'm still losing uh, quite consistently, so I don't think I'm... That's fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so it's super, super awesome, especially because, like, gyms are so close, so I'm not really training at at my highest potential Right. right now. I'm super bummed, but um doing what I can um but yeah no um so right now I'm just trying to um increase calories slowly until I get to a point where my weight kind of stalls um and then at that point um I think I'm just gonna hang out there for a bit I do need a bit of a break from dieting for sure um and then hopefully by the time I reach maintenance calories, um, gyms will reopen. <laughs> um, and then hopefully we'll see. <laughs> um, and, um, and then getting my training back, seeing if that, if I can adjust my calories higher from that, like after being able to work out, who knows? Um, and then after that, like, I think I want to, I kind of touched on this before where I still track and weigh all my food and everything. I think the next step after hitting maintenance is being able to break away from weighing everything, measuring everything. Like I want to get to a point where I can quote unquote intuitive Mm -hmm. eat, Mm -hmm. but um, yeah, just like basically being able to eat you know nutritious whole foods and fun foods in moderation and be totally free in that without having to track anything and weigh everything and whatever I think that's where everybody wants to be at one point well and on that though like that that's the thing is here's the beautiful thing about that and I have no doubt in my mind you'll be able to do it um but you've done the hard part already where most people go wrong is they go from having they go from like where you were in 2015 to say, I'm going to intuitively eat. But the issue is back in that kind of frame of mind, your intuition around food is tainted, right? Whereas mm-hmm. what you've done now is you've done, you've been meticulous. You've, you've literally fixed your relationship with food and then have been ruthlessly consistent with tracking and monitoring calories and body weight and all these factors and facets and been really, really meticulous and successful and now you're in, in to the point where you're adding now and doing a reverse diet where we're adding calories back, getting your metabolism, your maintenance nice and high and trying to get away with eating as much as you can while still being able to maintain your goals. And then now you're saying, all right, I want to try to 
level up again and now get into the more advanced intuitive eating style. And I think where a lot of people go wrong is they don't realize how advanced that is because most people hasn't, haven't had that. Most people who are trying to uh, mindfully eat or intuitively eat don't have the track record you've had. And would you say it would be almost impossible to learn how to intuitively eat without having the proper track record? Oh, 100%. Like if you asked me back in 2015, intuitively eat, my intuition would be like, okay, medium pizza, dozen donuts, like all that, right? Like that's, for me, that's where my mind would go as like, that's what I need to eat. But there's so many steps in between wanting to lose weight and, but also intuitively eat. There's so much that goes on in between those two concepts. And there's so much practice that you need to do and like figuring out, figuring out what works for your body and what works for you emotionally as well. Right. Like there's so many moving parts of that. And yeah, like you, you said, I feel like a lot of people make that massive jump and either, you know, get frustrated that they're not seeing the results that they want or that it's harder than they thought it was going to be or whatever. And like, there's so many steps that need to happen before you can even get to that point. And I don't know, like, I don't, (laughs) I almost feel like I'm not even at that point yet. Like there's, yeah, it's, and, and for someone in my position where I have tracked for so long, it's like, there's anxiety around it too, right? Like you have to kind of, deal with it's more of a mental thing now right like I have all the tools I know what I need to do but actually letting go and like being okay with um you know maybe the chicken breast that I'm eating isn't 150 (laughs) grams it's 175 grams like you know it's it's those kinds of mindset stuff that I'm still kind of struggling with I know that I've I've said that I've made tremendous strides and I feel like I have, but there's still those underlying, like, I feel a little empty. One or two days or like even a couple months of that is okay. But just thinking of a lifetime of, you know, never knowing (laughs) how much of some food that I'm putting into my body, that's that's kind of anxiety inducing. So I think I have a lot of work to do in, in terms of, um like working through that and being okay with you know not bringing the scale out all right. all the time so well i i have no doubt that you're gonna be able to do that i think it's just gonna be like anything else it's just, gonna, just gonna take time and be a little bit uncomfortable but then again nothing good comes from comfort zones um let me ask you this um kind of wrapping this little part of this up um adding mm-hmm. calories back from from mm-hmm. coming from a place of uh being in a deficit and coming from a place of actually like achieving your your first goal of losing 20 pounds um and, and and your pictures look insane it's just not it's not like you just lost 20 pounds of water like everyone on the keto diet does like you look like totally different and and um do you is there any anxiety or caution or feelings of like ah with adding calories back because i know a lot of people who hit me up about like they want my reverse diet video um, which is over on YouTube for anybody that wants to see that. Um, a lot of people are like, Jared, I'm scared shitless to add calories back. Like they're, they're terrified. Is there any concern in your head? Like 
going into this reverse diet. Obviously, you've been adding in calories back and losing <laughs> continuously. But at least when you started, was yeah. there any anxiety about adding calories back? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I knew logically, like, I would um, see maybe a little bit of a spike at the beginning um, just because of, you know, there's more food in me and everything like that. But, um, yeah, I think what I did to kind of combat that for the first couple of weeks was I added in um, more calorie-dense foods. So, um, like, I would have, a, like, a tablespoon of peanut butter with my apple in the afternoon and so that was like one of my snacks so I would just add another tablespoon of peanut butter so like looking at it it didn't seem like a lot more food and I think that put me at ease a bit um just to kind of you know get used to the idea of adding more calories back now I'm having more fun with it um and yeah I don't know for me like there there obviously was a lot of like some anxiety but a lot of it was um excitement like I you know you're you're in a deficit for so long um and I think that part of it was more of a struggle of like oh my god I'm so excited to eat all the things I want to eat all of the things give me all of the things (laughs) and so for me it was more of like okay calm down like (laughs) we're slowly increasing we can't go from like zero to 60 um so I think just trying to um you know take it slow and still track and like like treat it like any other day and adding calories does not mean like adding a crap ton of Oreos and whatever like it's a reverse diet we it's fine right? <laughs> like I, I kind of had to sure. <laughs> I kind of had to have a lot of pep talks with myself of like no we're still like this is still all business like <laughs> you gotta still be putting in work and discipline and everything so yeah but what yeah, I don't know. No, I, I love that. <clears throat> well, and one thing that I've noticed throughout this whole conversation, because there's a lot about about your journey that I had no idea, like ex- until now, this, oh. until this conversation. And one thing that I've noticed as a as a re- as a reoccurring theme that I think a lot of people need to pay really close attention to, and to like yeah, how to put, it, and they should emulate you in this in this context. Whereas there's been in every stage of growth that you've had, gone for everything from. Uh, the really bad patterns you had and the really bad like old ways like 2015 stuff and then like when you made the transition when you when when you had the almond moment where it's like this is fucking stupid and you separated yourself (laughs) you you had an emotional response that wasn't logical and you separated yourself and said is this actually normal is this the case let's think about this logically and then moving forward from there your next phase of growth when, uh, when, you know, when things are getting better and you're, you're seeing progress and you're like, oh, wait, well, adding calories back caused this or, oh, I messed up. I should just fuck it. Wait and hang on. And you took a step back. You separated yourself. You observed your thoughts and emotions and thought about your thoughts and separated yourself and, backed it and, and, and fought your emotion, your negative, illogical emotion with logic and data and, you know, rational thinking. 
And then all the way moving forward, you did that several more times. And even now you said, you know, when you started your reverse diet, you were like instantly concerned that you're going to gain all your weight back and go back into old ways and gain and, and just get fat and all this stuff. And you again, stopped, separated yourself from the emotional response and thought about it logically. And I think a lot of people don't do that. I think a lot of people will uh, make decisions emotionally and will struggle with their emotions and struggle with this instant response of, ah, fuck. And then they make bad decisions. And the one thing that I, I love most about you that I think a lot of people need to really pay attention to is the fact that every time something bad has happened in your journey, or I don't even say anything bad happened, anytime you've had an emotional response to something, you stopped, took a step back and looked at it objectively. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and it, it, it takes a lot of, <laughs> a lot of you to, to <laughs> step back and be like, okay, <laughs> not freak right. out <laughs> let's think about it for a second um one thing that's that's helped me though um this is gonna be a nice little plug for you but like just being in the tribe mm-hmm. has definitely um helped with that um just because you know everyone posts there like any struggles or questions or whatever and there have been so many times where I will be writing out a post about like oh my god I just want to eat everything and whatever and as I'm writing it I'm like thinking about what people are going to be saying and like the suggestions that they'll be giving me and I'm like "Eh, maybe I'll just do that actually like (laughs) I'll think about like (laughs) yeah like so then I won't even post it because now it's not a struggle like I know what they're gonna say and I know that they're right and so it's like okay well delete okay I love that I had no idea (laughs) so that's so yeah so it's yeah, so it's really cool just to, A, be able to be in a safe enough environment to be able to talk about that kind of stuff, B, have people be there and, like, talk you through it and give you advice and support, and then, yeah, just being able to, like, just write it out and not even post it, because, <laughs> like, oh, problem solved, it's all good. Yeah, I love that. So. Yeah. No, you, you have been such an integral part of the tribe and I know, and I can speak for everyone else in there and just, just, I just, I just remember like, I'll be seeing like just comments that you have on other people's posts when someone's like, Hey, look, I'm struggling with this. And then you're just like, Oh, me too. And here's how I overcame it. Then it, it's like, Oh my gosh, you have no idea how much that meant to me. And just like, you've been such an integral part in that as well. And I want to thank you for that. And you, it's, 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 oh, it's been, a, it's been amazing to watch your journey from like a different seat this whole time. Like it's, and then it's just, it's just been great. So, um, and, and this is exactly why I wanted to have you come on the podcast and let's just talk about it because I know there are so many other girls on the other end of whatever this is on that are going, Oh my gosh, I'm not crazy. She, I, I, she gets it. Like I, I, I get, I, <laughs> they're having like epiphanies right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're having their right. almond moment. We'll have yeah. to coin that term now. My almond moment. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So final question of, of, of today's episode. What advice would you give someone who is in the 2015 version of you shoes that, that's struggling right now? Like they run into you. It's my favorite question to ask somebody. They run into you at Starbucks and you're getting, you're literally waiting on your coffee. So they've just got, you've got, they've got a couple minutes with you and they're like, Hey, I've been there. What, what advice do you have? Like, what are your like Starbucks moment? P- 
piece of advice you'd give somebody? <laughs> um, just try to get rid of that all or nothing mentality. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that ruins so many people's progress. Um, and it kind of like, it's, it's kind of almost self-sabotaging because you think doing this all or nothing mentality is doing like so much good for you because it's like yeah I'm gonna train seven days a week I'm gonna I'm not gonna eat any unhealthy food and blah 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 and it's like it's actually you're shooting Mm. yourself in the foot because no one can sustain that long term and even if you can sustain it long term that's such a hard state to get out of and I feel like so many people are really excited about this new found like fitness identity and journey and everything and it's their entire life and blah 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 and it's it's great and like you found a whole new meaning of life and all that and that it's okay for the time being but it almost makes it impossible to go back to your normal self after that because like you're so caught up in numbers and being perfect and everything and like the name of the game is to have a physique and body that you're proud of and that you love and to be able to maintain that with as little effort as possible so when you're so caught up with numbers and training to exhaustion and all of that like how are you going to be able to sustain that like it's it's impossible so just get get rid of that all or nothing mentality it's so hard to do but like you've said before like we don't do that in any other aspect of our lives so why is fitness one of those things where it's like yep this is this is (laughs) how it works this is the only way it works like it just it doesn't make sense that was i don't know if i've ever heard anyone put that so eloquently in like one go that was beautiful that was (laughs) like I, you, I, I feel like you should have your own podcast or channel about this stuff. Like you, you talk so well and speak so eloquently and have all the, and have the experience firsthand. I re- like, might be something to think about. Like that's, this, that's, this is awesome. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Appreciate no problem. that. Just wung it. So I love yeah, it. Wow. That's cool. Thanks. Well, Helena, <laughs> I, I, I appreciate you so much and I can't thank you enough for coming on to the podcast and just being just brutally honest and sharing your your stuff and i can't thank you enough for everything um so yes thank you so much for 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 this oh well thank you for for being you and for you know creating the tribe and just having your channel and your podcast and instagram and everything like i wouldn't be here without you right so i i really appreciate everything that you do and all the support that you have for me and everyone else in the tribe and everyone on the on your channel like you're very um you're very engaged with with everyone and that's that's really really helpful and yeah I just I appreciate you. Uh, it's, it's, it's truly an honor so I really appreciate you saying that so um well again thank you so much Helena I will let you know as soon as this drops um and I'll talk to you soon okay Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the podcast. It means a lot to me. I know it means a lot to Helena. So we've got a a few pieces of housekeeping um, really quick. So first of all, like I said, thank you to Helena for being able to come on here and being so open and vulnerable. 
um, and just sharing her story. I know, uh, I know it's helped a lot of you. So if you are interested in wanting to like maybe have some results that Helena has had, um, and seeing what the tribe is about, I will leave a link in the show notes here down in the description where if you want to check it out, look into it and see if that's something that you want to be a part of, I will leave it down there. No pressure either way. Um, if you want to just check it out to so check it out, that's totally fine. Like I said, I'll leave the, a link down in the, the description so you can do that. Second of all, a big thank you to this, uh, to my sponsor and the show's sponsor, Flex Pro Meals. So if you guys have trouble with uh, when it comes to um, time and eating on the go and like you just feel like you can't reach your goals without slamming fast food every single day. Um, I, I've been using these guys now and uh, they're they're like I'm waiting on my shipment to come in the next couple of days and I'm super excited. Basically Flex Pro Meals is a meal prep service where if you don't want to cook or you want to have some meals in the fridge ready to, or the fridge or freezer ready to go where you don't have to cook or prep and they're, they taste amazing and they're really good for your goals. Um, that's why I decided to partner with these guys. But uh, they also are giving my following a discount with my discount code. If you go to check, go to check flexpromeals.com and check them out. Um, if you use my code Hamilton trained H A M I L T O N T R A I N E D, it'll get you 20% off of your order. And uh, yeah, that, like I said, I, I'm super careful about who I partner with. And uh, just because it's my responsibility, I also feel to protect you guys. And I have fallen in love with this company and love everything they're about. And uh, I just love their food and love what they do. So that's why I decided to partner with them. Um, third of all, thirdly, third of all, I don't know. If you haven't yet, please, 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 please be sure and rank and review the podcast. If the platform you're listening to it on allows it. Um, if not, go to iTunes and do it for me if you don't mind. Um, because here's the thing for us to help more people, for us to get this message to the masses, so to speak, um, we got to play by the podcast rules, which means um, ranks and reviews and all that stuff. So that's the one thing that I ask of you guys. Like the show is totally free. I bring on some amazing guests um, to come on here and help share their story with you. And the only thing I ask is that you either rank or review the podcast, or if that person that you're, you've been thinking of this whole time is in your head, like, man, I bet they'd love to hear this. Man, I think you know my coworker would benefit from this. Send it to them. Like I'm telling you, you're doing them a disservice by not sending this to them. If somebody is coming into your head right now. So, and that is it for me. That is it for today's episode of the podcast. Thank you once again for tuning into today's episode. I will talk to you next time.